Hello and welcome to Salome's Writer Therapy, where you and your writing connect. I have so been looking forward to today's episode, where we'll talk about the second of the four key elements, character. I'm going to share a relatively easy way for you to create dynamic and realistic characters. Also, don't forget to check out the description for a free step-by-step guide which you can use to build your characters. So grab your favorite beverage and a cozy spot and let's dive into today's episode. First, let's talk about what makes a dynamic or realistic character. There are different schools of thought when it comes to what you need to create a dynamic or realistic character. Some insist on a detailed character profile with all types of things like their personality type, their blood type, favorite movies or music, favorite outfits, what they do when they have different moods, lists of friends and family, etc. Now others conduct character interviews where they can get a feel for who their character is. Now I am not saying that these methods are useless, not at all, but I do think that writers, especially new writers, sometimes get so lost in the nitty gritty details of creating a character that they can neglect the things that truly matter. And again, this is not always the case, but I want you to spend your time on what will benefit your story so that you can start writing as soon as possible. In my opinion, things like your character's height, age, and favorite this and that is for later. It is not the things that will make your character real for your reader. So what will? At the end of the day, the things that make your character realistic are the things your reader can either relate to or want to relate to. Here are some of the aspects that I would consider paramount when you want to build realistic characters. First is you have to give your character fear something they are afraid of or want to avoid at all costs. The next thing is you want to give your character dimension, meaning a multifaceted character with various interests, quirks, strengths and weaknesses. Third is you want to give your character agency. You want an active character with goals and motives rather than a passive character. These are the things that we, as human beings, all have or want to have in our lives and that is what will make your character more realistic. Now don't get me wrong, a character profile is extremely helpful when you're creating your characters and I will touch briefly on this in the dimension section of this episode. But you first want to have an idea of your character's heart before you can clothe them. So for the rest of this episode I will go over these aspects of character so you can start your character building at the right place. Otherwise, you'd have to come back to it later and you might lose the benefit these aspects have when you're planning your plot and your setting. The first thing to determine is what is your character afraid of or what would they avoid at all costs? To create a dynamic and realistic character, you might consider creating more than one fear or one that spans across multiple areas of their life. After all, none of us are only afraid of one thing. Some fears are internal and visceral, and others are external and sometimes even illogical. Keep this in mind as you brainstorm fears for your character. The key to remember is your character will most likely not even be aware of these fears, or they will deny it even to themselves. Think of those memes you see on the internet where there's a picture and the caption reads, I won't tell you I've won the lottery, but there'll be signs. 
just with your character's fears. They might not know it, but there will be signs that your reader should be able to pick up on. So why is creating these fears important to your character? And why do I want you to think about it first? The purpose of determining your character's fear is to give you a place to start building your story. You can use internal fears to create your character arc, which I'll talk about a bit later in this episode. And you can use external fears for your plot, which we'll talk about next week. Some fears are universal, like fear of death, fear of failure, fear of abandonment, which you can absolutely use for your character. But if you think about the story you want to tell, then some other more specific fears might come to light. Also, try to create both internal and external fears for your character that you will use later, and I'll walk you through the process of how to do it, so don't worry. Now, here are some examples of internal fears. It can be things like fear of intimacy, fear of conflict, fear of loneliness, fear of responsibility or duty, fear of judgment, fear of rejection, fear of change. Now for some examples of external fears, there are things like the fear of heights, fear of confined or open spaces, fear of water, fear of insects, fear of animals, fear of the dark, fear of needles, fear of violence, fear of abduction, or fear of bodily harm. Now these aren't exhaustive list of fears, but these are just some examples so that you can get an idea of what you can start to look at for your character's fears. The next step to creating a realistic character is to make the fears that you've brainstormed believable. What I mean by that is that you have to create the context that will make the reader believe that this specific character would reasonably be afraid of these specific things. How you do that is to create a backstory that will support the fear. Some people call this the character flaw or the wound or their misbelief. Basically, it is your fear's origin story. The reason why this fear exists within your character in the first place. If someone almost drowned in a swimming pool when they were a child, then it stands to reason they might be afraid of water, right? Or if someone was abandoned at a church when they were a baby, they might carry that fear of abandonment or neglect into their adult life. The event or events that led to your character's fear can be as simple as that, or you can create detailed or complex reasons behind their fear. As long as you have a reason for the fear, your reader will be more inclined to believe the events in your story or the choices your character makes throughout the story. You don't want to blindside your reader with an unbelievable choice or reaction from your character because they don't understand where that behavior would come from. Next, you want to look at how they show this fear to the world, how it affects their behavior and mannerisms, who they are on a day-to-day -day basis. This is where we look at creating dimension to your character. The key here is to root those dimensions within the character's fears or at least with those fears in mind, so that it is believable to the reader. Here, I want you to ask these four questions to help you get a clear picture of who your character is. And remember to check out the free guide in the description because these questions will be listed in that guide. So the first question is, how does your character behave when they are alone? What things do they like to do, dislike doing? How do they spend their time? 
also consider the tendencies of their mood when they are alone. Are they the brooding type? Do they get depressed, joyful? Do they dance around their living room to music? The second question is how does your character behave around friends? Are they social? Are they distant? Or something in between? Do they joke around or are they more reserved? The third question is how does your character behave around enemies or people they don't like? And the fourth question is how does the character behave around strangers or people they've just met? Just remember to always keep their fears or that wound in mind when you answer these questions. If you pay attention to the answers, your character's personality traits and mannerisms should become clear. For example, if your character doesn't like meeting new people, then they might fidget or keep to the edge of the group, or they might stay silent more often than not, and their expressions might tell more than their words. Simply put, ask yourself, because my character has this fear or this flaw, this wound or misbelief, how will they react in X or Y situations? And from these inferences, you would be able to build a character that is not only true to who you want or need them to be for your story, but also a realistic and dynamic character. And this is where a character profile comes in handy. You can make a list of all the mannerisms, the quirks, interests, strengths and weaknesses that align with who your character is with those fears in mind. Now that you have your character's fears and you know where they come from and how they show them to the world, now it's time to slowly let your character become aware of those fears, one conflict or uncomfortable event at a time. Remember that your character will most likely not be aware of it or they will actively deny it. It is your job as the author to open your character's eyes to those fears, to the flaw or the wound or misbelief, so they can change for the good or bad. That is your character's development or the character arc. It can be good, which is a positive arc, or bad, which is a negative arc. The choice is yours, but for a satisfying character, you want them to change in some way. And this is where conflict comes in. Now, I have made a more detailed episode dealing with conflict, which I will link in the cards and in the description below. Here's a reminder of the different types of conflict that you can use. First is character versus self. Then we have character versus character, character versus society, character versus nature, and character versus fate. You can make use of these different types of conflicts to create the conflict tailor-made for your character and their fears. This is the start of your character's art, which I will discuss next, as well as the story's plot, which we'll discuss in detail next week. Now, if you recall from my previous episode, I said that your story's conflict has to be meaningful. So how do you do that? The easy answer is that you have to link the conflict with the character plot and setting. For today's episode, I will focus on how to link the conflict to your character. I will go into plot and setting in the next couple of episodes. Now to link conflict to character, to create momentum or to create agency in your character, you can use a technique that is called GMC, which stands for Goal, Motivation and Conflict. For the purposes of this episode, I'm going to stick with the internal journey of your character that will create their character arc. 
I will discuss the external journey using the same technique in next week's episode on plot. So first up is goal. When you think about your character's internal goal, I want you to think about two things. What does your character want and what does your character need? The reason for this is that you want your character to change, right? To develop into someone different, however slight or major that difference is. To figure out the character goal, look at their fears and ask these two questions. What would they want to do to not face their fear, to avoid it at all costs? This is your character's internal goal. The second question is what needs to change or happen for them to face their fear and how will that change them? This question should have multiple parts because it takes more than one event to create lasting change. So this is their journey and the result you want by the end of the story or the change you want to see. For this second question, it will be good to keep in mind the concept of pain versus pain. Meaning, what needs to happen that will be worse than facing their fears? What makes their fear the lesser of two evils, so to speak? And that's the purpose of these two questions. You need to know where your character starts out in terms of their fear, as well as where you want them to end up and how they might get there. This will also lead into your plot, as you will use elements in your plot to facilitate these events. Don't worry too much if you don't have all the details yet. If you can get a broad sense of how your character will get from A to B, then it will be a great start. You can always refine it later. Now keep in mind that this journey or your character's development needs to happen over the course of your entire story. So as I said, it will take multiple goals before that change is realized. I will talk more on the multiple goals in a minute when we put all the parts of the GMC technique together. Now the next part of the technique is motivation. Now the motivation for a goal is usually quite simple. Why are they doing it? It's the reason behind the want. Here I would just note that for your character's internal journey, you want your character's motivation to be charged by their fears. In other words, don't let them do something or want something that isn't in alignment with who they are, fears and all. You want them to act within character. The next part of the GMC is conflict. Now, as I've already touched on conflict earlier in this episode, and I've made a separate episode all about conflict, I'm only going to do a quick recap specific to character. Your character's fear or their flaw, the wound or misbelief will motivate their choices. By creating conflict tailor-made for their fears, you create the opportunity for them to grow or to remain stagnant depending on the choice they make regarding that conflict. You can use these different types of conflict to create that opportunity for your character. The character versus self conflict, character versus character, character versus society, character versus nature, character versus fate. Just a note, for your character's internal journey or your character arc, you are not limited to the character versus self type conflict. For example, if your character is afraid of rejection, then you might introduce another character who will then agitate that fear. They don't want to be rejected, but they want to have the other character in their lives because of XYZ. And that XYZ you can get by thinking about that pain versus pain that I've talked about earlier. 
And there you have a character versus character conflict that you have used for your character's internal journey or character arc. And yes, you can then use the same conflict as an external conflict in your plot if your story supports it. Now the conflict from this example might evolve into a character versus self conflict when the character is forced to examine the motivations or fear behind the agitation. So create conflict that will pick at the wound of your character's fear and you will have the opportunity for an interesting, dynamic and realistic character. Now we are going to put these three different parts together. I mentioned earlier that it will take multiple goals or events for your character to achieve the change you want them to. So here's a way to look at it that might make it easier to work with. Think of the GMC as a string of dominoes. You start with a goal that has a clear motivation rooted in their fear. Then you introduce a conflict tailor-made for that fear, which creates a new goal with a motivation, then conflict again, and then a new goal, and so on. For example, if your character is afraid of being judged, they won't want to enter a competition. Now I know this is a simple example, but I want you to see that your character's fears are at the root of what motivates them and is key when looking at what conflict you might want to introduce. So if your character's goal is to avoid entering a competition because of their fear of being judged, which is the motivation, then you can introduce a conflict where they have to enter a competition which they will then either do or not, which will be the new goal, depending on the reason why they have to enter the competition, which will be the motivation. Now, a tip here is to use that concept of pain versus pain that I mentioned earlier to determine which option or goal your character will choose next. As you go from goal to goal throughout your story, the motivation will shift from completely rooted in their fear to a little bit less rooted to back to fully rooted again, to less again, until they get to a point where they have the perspective, the truths or the facts that they need to face the fear head on and overcome it or fail, depending on the story you're telling. And here, just as with conflict, it can be big goals or smaller goals. The only thing to keep in mind is that you want their journey to be difficult. Victory needs to be earned and it's an up and down battle. Sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. Three steps forward, two steps back. I always imagine the character arc like that game Snakes and Ladders or Shoots and Ladders, depending on where you are in the world. Your character will gain perspective on their fears and then maybe be overwhelmed by it again. But ultimately, you are driving them to a resolution where they overcome the fear or drown in it. By getting a clear picture of your character's fears, you will be able to use that to build the important aspects of your character, including their goals, their motivations and personality. And by using conflict to create momentum, by putting your character in situations where they have to make the choice to face that fear or avoid it, you create a dynamic and realistic character that has the potential for growth or change. And that's it for today's episode. Remember, character is just one of the four key elements of story. So make sure you check out the episode on conflict link below if you haven't already and that you are subscribed and getting notifications so you don't miss the upcoming episodes on plot and setting. Also, don't forget to check out the free step-by-step -step guide in the description below so you can create your own dynamic, realistic characters. So until next time, may your creativity flow freely and your fingers dance upon the keys.
keep writing with joy and stay connected. Cheers.